Along your business journey, have you ever had a moment where you looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought success would feel like? I've got the car, I've got the money, I've got the promotion or the title or the things, but you're still unfulfilled. Well, friend, I know that exact feeling because that is what started the ripple effect of this movement of learning to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. And here's the thing. The world wants you to believe that this this feeling of unsatisfaction means you need to be doing more and you need to go for more and you need to make it happen. No, 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 friends. It's about learning that we cannot anchor our fulfillment in the world, but only in the Lord. And that's where we're going this month on the podcast. And it's perfect timing because it is the month of Easter, and we're going to be weaving the story of resurrection into this as well. So grab your pen and paper, and let's go. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, speaker, coach, and lover of tacos. And I'm your host for the podcast, Taylor Made for Christian Business Women, who have had success yet feel something is still missing. The heart of this show is to help entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. My mission is teaching women like you how to break free from overwhelm and overachievement so you can carry out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. On this show, we apply biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build a thriving kingdom business. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way, let's get started. So are you still feeling a little salty from that intro? Like you feel seen because maybe you've been struggling with this idea of you're successful, yet something is still missing. Listen, friend, been there. Been there, done that, wrote the book, started the podcast, coach women just like you on this. But this week, as we continue to talk about fulfillment, we are reminded that our GPS, our great positioning shepherd, I need to trademark that, I think, that he is directing us, that his word directs us to how to be fulfilled in him. We have very specific um, words from from him that that come alive on the page to admonish us to find our fulfillment only in him and to not anchor ourselves and 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 our identities and our fulfillment to the treasure of the world, which makes me want to break out in the Bruno Mars song "Treasure," but I will not sing on this podcast. I don't know if that's actually a rule that I created, but not going to do that. Maybe one day. Okay. Today, I want to start out with an apology if you're watching this on YouTube, because I realized that when I created the episode that I had the wrong title scrolling on the bottom from last week. But last week was frustration to fulfillment or frustration and unfulfillment and episode 140. So this week we're talking about taking the wrong exit to fulfillment. When we're driving down the road and we get distracted by all the shining things, like you're driving down 95, maybe you're going to South Carolina, maybe you're going to Myrtle Beach, maybe you're going to Florida, and you pass by south of the border. And darn if Pedro doesn't want you to pull over because 
it's all these bright colors and shiny lights and all the things, right? But we can take the wrong exit to fulfillment when we're defining fulfillment the world's way. And we talked about that definition last week, that it is fulfillment is the state or quality of being fulfilled. It's completion. It's realization. And we can get very discouraged in our business and doubtful that we will ever reach a certain level or the certain dollars or the, or the certain number of clients or that we'll ever get that, that podcast launch or ever get that course out there. Right. But when, but when we believe that that next thing will complete us, if I could just get this, I'd be fulfilled. If I could just get that, I'd just be happy. If I could just do this, then I could say I was a success. And, and that's the point that we we're finding our completion in him. And that is what we learned last week. So remember, we're using the four keys to redefine hustle in walking through what fulfillment means for us in our business. So if you don't already have the four keys, go get that tool. The link is in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, the link is on the screen. Go grab that free guide because I promise you it will help you to have that front and center on those days that you just want to be spiraling in unfulfillment and the world tells you that you should go for more because you shouldn't be satisfied. You shouldn't ever be content. No, 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 friends. Yes, we have work to do for the kingdom and that should excite us to do the work that he's given us and we can feel content and be fulfilled in him as our portion. So here's where we're going today. Remember last week we talked about that some of our greatest needs are for security and identity and acceptance. And sometimes we can take the wrong exit off the highway to go find these things. We can follow the wrong people to try to lead us to get these things. And it, it's it's like the scripture, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, right? Our fulfillment comes from him. So I want to start today in 1 Samuel 12, 21. And talk about taking a wrong exit. This is This is what... This is what it says here. <clears throat> ah, where am I? Whoops, that is not where I was going. Hold, please. You hear me rifling through my Bible. Okay, so this is Samuel's address at Saul's coronation. So in case you haven't been following along or reading your Bible and you don't know this story, um, Saul becomes king. This is in the Old Testament. And then the Lord raises up David to replace Saul because Saul like starts to follow God, but then guess what he does? He takes the exit. He takes the wrong exit. And then, then he's not. But this is what Samuel says as he's praying over this. Do not turn aside for then you would go after empty things for which prop, which cannot profit or deliver for they are nothing, nothing. Let me tell you what Dr. Charles Stanley says here. How often do we go after futile things that can neither bless nor deliver us? If we obtain these things, we even if we obtain these things, we end up with precisely nothing because anything we acquire outside of God's will eventually turns to ashes. Remember that intimacy with the Lord is always his highest priority for our lives and that will never disappoint us. Remember I said last week, our purpose is to, to love love Jesus, love people, make disciples, like ultimately, right? So it's about not chasing after these empty things. I am not telling you that achieving the goal is not going to feel good. Of course it is, but it's about 
It's about wrapping your identity around it. It's about making it an idol. It's about these things cannot profit nor deliver in the sense of you being fully fulfilled in your life because the Lord is our portion. So you can see that Saul, that Samuel is praying that Saul will not take the off-ramp that he's not supposed to take, right? That he will be obedient to God's leading and direction. But here's what it says in Leviticus, right? So we're going a little bit backwards, but this is the promise of blessing and retribution. That's what this section is called. And this is what Leviticus 25 or 26, one says. That's where I'm going. Yes. <clears throat> you shall not make idols for yourselves, neither a carved image or a sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourself, nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land and bow down to it. For I am the Lord, your God. You shall keep the Sabbaths. That means rest, friends. And reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. But then he says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them. In other words, if you let me direct you, that's our second key, right? To redefining hustle. If you let him direct you, he says, then I will give you rain in its season and the land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. In other words, if we allow God to direct us and be our portion, if we find our fulfillment in him and we are obedient to allow him to direct us, then in his time and in his way, he will bring to completion all that he created us to do. I'm going to skip ahead to Philippians because in Philippians 1, 6, it says, be confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And Dr. Charles Stanley says that God is always faithful to finish what he begins. And he does so in a way that is above and beyond what we can ask or imagine. So never underestimate what he will continue to do through your faithfulness, what he will continue to do when he, you allow him to direct you and you find your fulfillment in him that he will bring you to completion. And remember we said earlier that fulfillment is the state or quality of being fulfilled. It is the state or quality of completion. And so we find our fulfillment by being directed by him. How many times, think back for a minute, have you taken the off ramp? <laughs> You've decided to go your own way and it didn't work out so great. And then you put that mustard seed of faith, that bit of obedience, like full total obedience. But maybe you think this is the smallest step ever. And yet the Lord blesses it in some way because he desires and delights in you to, to be obedient and to follow him and to not create idols. Friends, in my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, I talk about my life BC before Christ and how I really made my business my idol. Like my business was going to save us. It was going to get us out of debt. It was going to allow us to pay for college, like all the things to save our house that we were 45 days behind on. Just all the things. I made it my idol because I took all that tenacity and drive and strive that I had my whole life and achievement chasing and put it right into that business as I left corporate. So I made it my idol. And I tried to find my fulfillment there. And, and again, we're using the second key of direct to say allowing God to direct us is how we find ultimate fulfillment. Because friend, you might be shocked at how he directs you. And yet then it all comes together and you're like, whoa, Lord, like I could never have imagined it would be like this, right? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. The next place that we're going to go is, where am I going? I, hold please. I have it for you. We went to Leviticus and we went there. We're going to go to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalm, back to Psalm 119. We were in Psalm 119 last week. And this is what it says in verses 36 and 37. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Hold that thought. I'm going to come back to that. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. There's those empty things again, right? And revive me in your way. Direct me in your way. Direct me how you want me to go and turn my eyes away from the shiny and the empty things. Those treasures that I want to store today, direct me away from those, Lord. Let's talk for a second about covetousness. To covet, to wish we had something that someone else has, their success, their notoriety, their following, whatever. Everything they touch seems to turn into gold, right? Friends, that can be called comparison. It can be called imposter syndrome because we think we don't belong at the table when actually God has equipped and qualified us to be at the table. And that is coveting. And the beauty of knowing that it's coveting, as my friend Susan Macias said when I was a guest on her podcast, I'll link to her podcast in the show notes, that when we know it's coveting, that means we acknowledge that coveting is a sin. It's one of the commandments that shall not covet. So then we can repent of it. And God is faithful to forgive and redeem it, right? I just wanted to share that. Okay, the next place we're going is to Matthew. So we're going to be in Matthew. And then Luke kind of repeats it and gives us his perspective of what Jesus was saying. So in Matthew 6, this is, um, oh, Matthew 6 is so, so, so rich. This is all part of um, Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, I believe. Remember, I am not a Bible scholar. Okay, so... It's it starts in six in in chapter six verse nineteen. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. There's those empty things again that can be whipped out from under us at any minute. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want to stop there for just a second and say two things. All of these things that we're acquiring, at any time they can go away. Not only could they go away if our business goes away, like maybe we had to close our business because of of the pandemic, or maybe we claimed bankruptcy, or maybe the company we were with went out of business, you know, but maybe God redirected us away from that business, right? So it's, it's about not Finding fulfillment and defining fulfillment by those treasures, by that role, by that title, et cetera. It's allowing God to define it. And here he is. He's saying this is his direction, right? Don't get caught up in the empty things. And then it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is what Dr. Charles Stanley says. What do you think about most throughout the day? What causes your heart to beat fast in wonder and anticipation? What do you think you could live, you couldn't live without? Whatever has your attention, whatever has your attention has your treasure, is your treasure. But only God is worthy of your next, uh, uh, worthy of your heart. Um, Jackie Hill Perry recently posted a, an interview she was doing. I don't remember where it was from, but she talks about why do so many people talk about the universe, but they don't want to use the word God. And, and what she said is because I'm paraphrasing, 
that the universe doesn't ask you to sacrifice anything. The the quote unquote universe is name it and claim it. It's it's you know law of attraction. It's seek and you shall find, and it will be given to you. Right? It's taking scripture out of context. But but God requires surrender. God wants your whole heart. This is what it says. He wants your whole heart. That's where your treasure should be is in Him. And that's hard sometimes because. We want it our way, don't we? We want all the things. We we want to circle it in prayer and then we want to give our li- our to-do list to him and, and our productivity and our goals and say, okay, now just bless this and bless it my way and in my timing. But that's not how it works when you're following Jesus because he tells us to take up our cross and follow him. So when we are allowing the Lord to define what fulfillment is and fulfillment in him, whew, the, the joy and the calm and the peace, the unsurpassed peace is what we get by allowing our treasure to be him. Again, there's that Bruno Mars song in my head. Treasure. I told you I wasn't going to sing. And there it is. There you got some singing. Okay. So the next place that I want to go is to continue here because this says you cannot serve God and riches. You'll be familiar with this. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And this is really about material and money and fame and fortune and wealth and all the things, right? That we cannot serve both because here's the deal. Have you ever been driving down the road? This happened to me on Sunday. I had the directions on my phone. My husband had the directions on his phone, but he's still asking me for the directions. And I'm like, dude, look at the phone. Like it's right there, right? You cannot, you cannot follow two routes to the, you you can't, right? So you cannot be worshiping the Lord and idolizing the, the fame, the fortune and finding your fulfillment. Again, remember, we're not defining our identity, our security or our acceptance in those things. Oh, this is so Good. I am loving what we're talking about here. Okay. I just want to go to Luke really quickly. Actually, I want to go to James. And here's what James says. This is in James 5, 3. In James 5, 3, he says, your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you. And it will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped your tr- up treasure in the last days. Here's what this, um, here's here's how this visually comes up for me, that, that it eats away at us, right? That this, this desire to go find fulfillment in the world and in the, in the stuff and in the titles, um, that, that when we direct ourselves, we take that wrong exit and that off ramp to go chase that, that it eats us up inside. When I was chasing after that, it ate me up inside. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't effective. I was trying to do more and more and more and more. And yet it was not getting me any closer, quote unquote, to the goals. And here's the thing. If we desire to live out out of the fulfillment of him and not ourselves, we must unite with him. We must unite and be in lockstep with him, right? So I'm going to take this piece um, out of my book. This is in chapter eight of my book, and you can find the link to the book down in the show notes. And this is how we are redeemed by the resurrection. When we allow him 
to direct and redirect. We are renewed every single time, as is our faith and our strength. When we delight in him, he puts his desires in our heart, right? He knows whether or not we desire him to be the priority, whether or not we're finding fulfillment in him. And after all of after all is said and done, we sometimes still want to be in charge and we have a hard time surrendering, right? But Jesus's resurrection, which is coming up um, Good Friday, as you're listening to this, it's the Monday before Easter. Um, and on Good Friday, we know that uh, that is that is the that is the day that that we that we mourn the Lord's crucifixion. Um, but when he cried out from the cross, it is finished, which it says in John 19:30. The veil of the temple separating the people from the holiest of holies ripped from top to bottom. And that veil was the barrier that kept people from accessing where God dwelled in the temple. But by virtue of Jesus's sacrifice, we have full access to the Lord, full access. When we surrendered our life to him, he made us a new creation. Everything is resurrected in that new life. Everything is made new. And through his resurrection, we gain freedom we, we are free to know that he is our fulfillment and he is our portion. We are free to know that he works all things together for our good, not, not necessarily the way we thought it would be. That's not what I mean, but, but his, his good and the good of those we serve. In that freedom, we're no longer dependent upon ourselves or the world to define our fulfillment or our identity or our security or our acceptance. It is powerful. And lastly, through his resurrection, we have Holy Spirit power. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us, as the song says. That means that, that we have the power that we are qualified and equipped to do what he's given us to do, to be his ambassadors, to be his co-laborers, as we talked about last week in that fantastic Amy Groeschel quote. Let me finish with just saying this. When we define our fulfillment as him, we unchain ourselves, we break the chains of overwhelm and overachievement, and we unlock the door with this key, this key of direct and, and letting him direct us. We unlock the key to fulfillment. Oh, it's so good. Listen, if this resonated with you, screenshot it, share it with a friend, share it on social, tag me. And hey, come hang out with me on Voxer. I love connecting with my listeners there and having kind of a back talk, if you will, like in theater um, called the Podcast Hangout. And I'd love to add you to that. Go find me. That link is in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is on the screen. Thank you, friend. I can't wait for us to continue this conversation next week when we're going to start talking about, okay, what's the action? What's the discipline that we need to take to be fulfilled in him? You might be surprised at what it means. I'll see you next time. Hey, it's the first month of Q2. And you may be thinking, I have not even put my strategy in place and I don't know where to start. Well, friend, I have got a free tool that will help you. It is my 90-day mission plan tool, and it is a simple one-sheet exercise that will help you 
boil down all of those thoughts and ideas that you've got for the next quarter into actionable steps. It is the same exercise that we do every quarter in the Rooted Group Coaching Membership. So grab it at the show notes below. The link is right there so that you can start working on Q2 today. And even if you're hearing this towards the end of April, it's never too late to plan your next 90 days. Go grab that tool today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle With Heart podcast each week. I pray it brings you value as you pursue success God's way to build a thriving business. Remember to check the show notes for my free tool and other helpful links. If this episode speaks to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social and tag me. And come find me on Voxer, where I love to connect with listeners in my podcast hangout. The link is in the show notes. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to hustle with heart and that pursuing success God's way will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.